So David, now I know that you sent me some information through email about this project, and I know that Megan has shared what she can. What I need to know from you is I need you to tell me exactly what this project is, how it came to be. And you know what? And I also kind of need to know too, David, a little bit of a history of yourself. Like, have you done similar projects like this with the Indigenous community? Because you know, that's important too, right? So just let me have it. Okay. Yeah. I guess I'll begin by describing the project. Okay. It really is thinking about what does a decolonized land look like? As much as I want to hear what is it that we settlers still need to learn, get wrong, where are we still racist, where are we still causing harm? Right. As much as these are very important questions that I want to talk about, quite frankly. Yeah. That's part of it. But another part of it really is that hope. I mean, I think it's very appropriate that you ask me to articulate hopes and aspirations for this project. I'm not proposing, like, I've got the way forward. This would be the problem with what Europeans have been doing all along, you Mm -hmm. know. But we need to extricate ourselves from this poisonous mess that we've made. Mm -hmm. Uh, Partly that is by recognizing our violence but partly that is also recognizing that horizon mm. of like, what does a decolonized land look like? Yeah. That has nothing to do with the simulation. Quite the reverse. We have to embrace difference. We have to strike a different understanding of our relationship to land. So when I think of going back to the purpose of this project, our target audience is mainstream, our non-native brothers and sisters, as an opportunity to educate and create awareness. Yes. Yeah. So that's basically our target audience, right? Yes. I think in large part, I imagine it to be quite a mixture yeah. Oh, of, yeah, of yeah. people, yeah. but at the same time, I think you're right. Especially the immigrants. You know, immigrants that come to Canada, and when they take their oath of citizenship, right? They have to go through a period of Canada 101 prior to them taking their oath. And this is another big project. It's on the block, right? It's always important for me to know that as part of that history of 101, that there is a strong Indigenous component to that learning. Absolutely. So that when they do stand up and they take their oath of citizenship, that they have the real history of Canada. You know what I mean? Not just Sir John A. Macdonald in the 1800s, you know, Confederation. There's more to it than that. So this project here, we really want to target our non-native brothers and sisters, as well as those ethnic minorities. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 They're basically coming here on borrowed land. That's what it goes right down to. From what I understand, the signing of Treaty 6 in... 1876 was undertaken. Duress, yeah. But treaty is still important for us to think about today. Right. Part of it is to think about for the health of Treaty 6, what can we do? How can things improve? 
And maybe part of that goes right to the heart of what you were saying about speaking to newcomers, mm-hmm. of giving them this broader history so that they don't have this conception that comes from the movies or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Important to that is is understanding it from the perspective of Indigenous peoples. Your voice is in to yeah. the project, and the reason why I say that is because the treaty itself has been so misunderstood. Yeah, you know, we have a medicine chest, but not many aspects of what was right. yeah. actually negotiated in that medicine chest yeah. has never really come about. Hearing about well, yeah, you get five dollars. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, but the intention of having that five dollars instituted in the first place has never really been carried out. Yeah, you know, five dollars really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think more needs to be known about what these things mean. Yeah, five dollars was meant to be. We're here to support you. Right. And we're here to give you health services. Yeah. Equitably. Yeah. Not the way it is now. Yeah. Just building on what Megan was saying, if you look back to when all the treaties were negotiated in Canada, 1 through 11, that in itself was part of the colonization. We still see the results of that today because it's become a very paternalistic relationship that the Indigenous people have with the government of Canada. Right? Yeah. And then if you look at everything else that happened after the signing of the treaty, you know, the residential schools, the 60s school, missing and murdered Indigenous women, the poor sterilization of our women in the hospitals. The yeah. signing of those treaties was an act of colonization in itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. What I'm thinking here, David, is that if that project is going to be housed at the Alberta Art Gallery for September to January, I think what's important is that there be some kind of formal agenda right at the outset, where there's an actual opening. And that opening that the Indigenous community will take the lead. So basically, open the agenda and welcome the exhibit to Treaty 6 territory. And I think that that's really, really important, you know, where maybe we invite an elder to come and do a blessing. And then we have a short list of speakers, like dignitaries in this area to come and welcome it. Yeah. Right? Really, I feel that on that first day, there needs to be a significant event that opens and welcomes that exhibit to this area. So I have a very tough question for you, and I don't want nobody to help him out. Your (laughs) uncle has to answer this question, okay? Okay. Because I need to know. It's a very, very important question, okay? How do you see this project benefiting the people of Treaty 6, the Indigenous people of Treaty 6? How will this benefit them? It will benefit in ways that will be impossible to gauge in the sense that exposure to the work, exposure to these ideas will start wheels turning intimate ways and then become a topic at a restaurant over a meal or something. It will manifest in different ways. I keep coming back to this notion of the land that we have a relationship with. We need to change the way that we live in a profound sense. We can't continue in this kind of colonial capitalist mode Mm -hmm. of consumption that eats the land up, Mm -hmm. uh, uses it, spits it out, and moves on. There has to be a relationship to the land that is reciprocated. 
if we don't change the way that we're living, we're in a lot of trouble. That's the kind of urgency that's underneath the project, but really the project itself is in the spirit of this positive generative offering. And not coercive, but more of an offering, which I think is the way that people right. respond anyway. Okay. So I guess what I'm hearing is that it's about relationship yeah. building, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. I just wanted to say that if you're listening more in depth to your project, David, really in a true acknowledgement of the land and the stewardship right. that Indigenous people have cared for the land, they lived with the land, right. hold it sacred. In a sense, this project, if one person can walk away, one colonist point of view walks away with really acknowledging the land and who it belongs yeah. to, in a way we're giving it back. Okay. And that's kind of the response that I'm looking for, right? And you have that on recording. There's a reason why I ask this question, because there's going to be somebody else that's sitting here in this chair, somebody that is going to ask you that. You really need to be able to articulate how it's going to benefit the people of Treaty 6. When, I rambled when, on there for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Megan kind of summed it up pretty okay. good. So just kind of build on what she I said. I think that's what you're saying. I saw that as something that people will take away, this urgent yeah. issue of yeah. we've got to fix this situation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Capitalism. Yeah. This is the only way forward. Yeah. That's the learning piece as well. If the land can go back to the people that have been stewards of the land for millennia, we can learn to live better. Yeah, yeah. In your experience, how have the art institutions of Treaty 6 or Treaty 7 factored into conversations of decolonization? You know what? They try. Yeah. Yeah. I see effort, but you know what? A lot of it, too, is coming out of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. And out of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, there is 94 recommendations, right? The big thing now is no matter which crown corporation it is, everybody is trying to incorporate the TRC into the delivery of their programs and services, right? The calls to action. Yes, the calls to action. And that's probably why I got involved with your project. Right. Because it's kind of like the thing that needs to happen. Yeah. Right. The government of Canada has really been taking their sweet old time and implementing those recommendations. Right. But you know what? At the same time, I don't want to see this just as an exercise where the Alberta Art Gallery can cross off an X on the box and say, yeah, we did this. Right. You know, TRC. It needs to have more meaning. It needs to be more meaningful. Eh? 